Hi, I'm Ariana. And I'm Rebecca. And today we have an amazing episode. We're going to be talking about going from the industry to going into education with one of our amazing professors, Professor Connie Taylor. Um, and she's here with us live right now on Zoom. Um, and we're going to, so we're going to start off with a quote that actually she picked. And it says, I had a lot of problems in my life and not many of them happened. And that was by Mark Twain. And so Professor Taylor, if you kind of want to talk about the significance of this quote, how you kind of use that in your daily life. Absolutely. So for me, um, this quote has kind of double meaning. One is, you know, thinking about um, and worrying all the time about problems is not a good way to live your life. And, um, you know, we all worry and not much of the things we imagine will happen. But it also has a flip side, which is being prepared and sometimes thinking about the outcomes that could come and making sure you have sort of those plan Bs um, as, you're, as you're going through your life and think about alternate, you know, outcomes depending on what's going on. Uh, I love it. Me too. <laughs> That's amazing. I need to start implementing that in my life because yeah. anyone who knows me knows I'm like a professional warrior. Yeah, it's yeah. a tough thing. So, and I just want to say I'm really excited to be on this podcast <laughs> and join you too. So um, it's, uh, it's my, my pleasure. I was really excited when Mariana uh, invited me to do this. So. Yeah, oh, you're our so first professor to, to be on the podcast, so that's ah, very exciting. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Very yes. cool. Great. Yeah, so Professor Taylor, we're, we're super excited to have you as well. Uh, this is, having you as a special guest is something Rebecca and I have been talking about for a long time. Um, but we're so excited to get your experience and get you on this conversation with us. Um, professor Taylor, for those who haven't had the pleasure to have her as a professor at Clemson University, um, before she joined the education side of things, she was a software executive for 30 years um, and her bias experiences. So she's pretty much seen it all. <laughs> she's seen everything <laughs> in industry, which is awesome. She also has a master's from Johns Hopkins University. Rebecca and I have had her as a professor. Uh, we had yeah. her last semester and I have her again this semester. So, so happy about that with, uh, she's teaching software engineering classes and a database class. So it's been really cool. Um, and Interestingly enough, this is Professor Taylor's first year teaching, but she, the, I, I love having you as a professor just because I love seeing that integration between education and industry. You do such a great job of displaying that in the classroom, which is something we're not really used to. And of course, your leadership and mentorship in that is so impactful, even in your oh, first yeah. year teaching. Yeah. Well, thank yeah. you. Thank you. I'm glad I can bring that. I mean, being in industry 30 years... Um, you're absolutely right. I've kind of seen it all. And that was really part of the decision for me to do something different. And I really am passionate about um, our, you know, our um, kids today, stu you know, students today becoming uh, computer science professionals. We just don't have enough. I mean, I've been trying to hire people for so many years and there's just not enough people out there. There's definitely not enough women and, um, you know, you, you put those together, you know, I thought this was such a cool opportunity for me. And it was, it was surprising when I um, came to Clemson and I met with um, Dr. Apon, the director of the School of Computing. It was, it was great to see a woman director. 
And yeah. I met with her and she told me about their uh, professor practice uh, positions and they uh, offer those to people who've been in industry. So I was really excited about it. I hadn't really thought about it till I talked to her and it was the best decision I made. So I'm, I'm really thrilled to be here. I didn't know that. That's so interesting. Yeah. No, that's yeah. so cool. I mean, yeah. Mariana and I, we, I think last semester, every single class, before class, we were always like, we were so excited to go. Because <laughs> yeah. it was always so interesting. And it oh, would be, good. we're learning, yeah. but you're also telling us about your experiences. So I always enjoyed attending your class. Good, good. Me too, yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah I mean, the, the amount of stories, I, I really, I can't even begin, so. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I guess to start off, we just kind of want to know what inspired you to pursue your career path. Did you know as like a kid that you wanted to go into technology or how did that kind of begin? So it's a very interesting. So my father was an IBM engineer. He was an, wow. uh, he was an uh, electrical engineer. Um, so he was one of the first kind of in technology and computers. He was a total geek. He had a pocket protector. <laughs> And, and I was really lucky. I had all these computers that he would bring home, like before people would have home computers and I was not interested at all. I wouldn't touch them. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I don't want to do that. That's too geeky. I don't want to touch that stuff. (laughs) And, but I loved math. I really loved math. I loved problem solving. And mm-hmm. I, um, I just loved, you know, my math classes. So when I went to school, went to college, my undergraduate, um, I'm at UNC Tar Heel, and I studied math. And I took a computer science class. And actually, at the time I went to school, UNC did not have an undergraduate computer science degree. Wow. Only a master's. Wow. So, yeah. So I, I took a computer science class. So my, my major was called Mathematical Sciences. And I took every, once I took one computer science class, though, I was hooked and I kept taking more of them and I really loved it. I just loved it. And I really didn't, you know, I, so I, I discovered it a bit late in my, you know, in my uh, education. But mm-hmm. at that point, I just, you know, I wanted to know more and learn more. I got into the work world um, and was able to do software, but I felt because I didn't have enough of the education in software development, I needed to go back to school. So um, wow. I went back to school at night and got my master's degree at Johns Hopkins. Wow. And really it was, it was great to, to um, get that education background because there were a lot of gaps in my knowledge around computer science and I, I mm-hmm. kind of would learn the languages and stuff, but it put, kind of put all the pieces together for me. So, so definitely, you know, it wasn't my, my, aspiration when I was young and in fact I was really into art also I thought maybe I'll be I'll do art and I think that's sort of that you see a lot of people in computer science and math who are musicians or artists and I had both sides of my brain and so I really like I still like art but I also wanted to make a living and so (laughs) (laughs) so then I decided oh I'll do this uh I'll do this math thing and, and, you know, then the computer science fell into my lap too. And I was like, I love it. So, so that's what I did. And I had a professor, um, I actually, uh, you know, was sort of inspired by him. He was a professor at UNC who taught my first programming class 
and he just made it really interesting and enjoyable. And I think of him actually when I, it's Dr. Weiss, I think of him when I'm teaching and how he taught. And so Aww. that's something Aww. I, uh, I, I definitely feel like if you get, you know, a professor can make a difference in what you choose to do for sure. That's amazing. Yeah. Yes, that's, that is awesome. What type of art would you do? I did oil painting actually oh, and wow. drawings. Yeah. So I have an easel that, you know, inside. So I've been working the last 15, 20 years. I travel a lot. I work a lot of hours. I didn't have time to do any of that stuff. And I had, <laughs> before that I had young kids. So oh I, um, I hadn't really done any art probably in 25, 30 years. So I've got my easel now and my mom's going to, she's actually an artist. So she gave me some paint. She's like, you got to start doing this again. So I think maybe I'll I'll try to do it again. I'm not going to teach in the summer. So that'd be a good time to try it again. Yes. Yeah. That'll be nice. You'll have to show us something. Yeah. 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 (laughs) We'll do it. Yeah. So we already kind of touched on this, but you have so many experiences and you've seen it all. But what would you say was your favorite experience before you became a professor? Um, well, one of my, I have, it's really hard to pick one. So one is I, I started at a, my second company. So I started in consulting for a couple of years and I loved the development. So then I went to a software company and they were really more of a startup than any um, company I'd been at before or since. And just being part of their growth. So uh, we were 200 employees and we went to about 2,000. Um, and, oh, wow. and being able to do a lot of different things. So I was doing development and testing and then I got into management and I did a lot of stuff around process. It was just, it, and there was a lot of people Kind of, we all kind of grew up together there at the company. So that was mm-hmm. really a great experience. And being in a place that's growing, I, I highly recommend that because you get to try a lot of different things. You know, they'll, they'll right. you know, you, you get to do different. If you're in a huge company, you get great experiences, probably really good training and other things. But on the flip side, you, you know, probably don't have as much opportunity to do something kind of outside of your comfort zone. Um, so that was great. I think another great experience was I worked at a, a healthcare company in Charlotte called Premier Inc. And I built a solution there, my team, and I worked on a solution for hospitals to use for perinatal situations where you had prenatal births and the nurses use the software to for best practices and sharing and helping each other and try to reduce the amount of... Um, bad outcomes in in the birth and that was the most like you know you felt like you were changing the world kind of software (laughs) that was pretty cool and I really liked working with the nurses they were really you know they weren't super technology savvy but they were really excited about (laughs) learning and and they wanted you know they wanted the uh, the ability to do some of the stuff that the software let them do so that was a cool project to work on for sure I know healthcare tech is like really Living. growing right yeah, now. Yeah. Yeah. Very important. So that is, that's really cool that yeah. you got to be a part of that. Yeah. So, so that, you know, that's, those are a couple experiences. My last company, um, uh, from a, from an overall accomplishment, I was part of a big re-architecture where we moved all of our products to the cloud 
And that was really an amazing product. Really smart people that our CTO just working with him and um, you know putting together the vision and then making it a reality. That was that was a pretty amazing project to be part of too. So yeah, literally yeah. everything you've done everything. <laughs> <laughs> Do you recommend that type of? lifestyle, I guess, with like going from one company to the other to kind of explore mm-hmm. different things and try new, like different opportunities? So, believe it or not, I've actually, um, I have been at six companies, I think, well, maybe six places, including Clemson. So really, I have an average tenure of six years, but two of the companies I was at only two years and two, one I was at a 12 years and one I was at nine years. So I... I actually, um, the times have changed. I remember when I changed my job the first time my father freaked out because he was at (laughs) IBM 35 years. People did not leave jobs. And he was like, what are you doing? You have a good job. Why would you leave? (laughs) And I said, well, I want to do software development. And I, I really think you should go find something new when you find that what you're doing is not giving you the growth you need or Mm -hmm. fulfilling. Um, and then, you know, you can try within the same company to, to carve out a role that's better for you, or you can go somewhere else. So I didn't, I'm not somebody who just jumped from job to job. A lot of people in software do that because they can make a lot of money Mm -hmm. and, Mm -hmm. you know, they'll jump from job to job just to drive up their salary. And that really wasn't what interested me. Um, it was really, you know, what would I be working on and, you know, what are the kind of projects I would have? What's the culture of the company? Would I like working there? And, mm-hmm. you know, um, for example, my last job, the guy, the person I worked for, he and I worked together when we lived in Maryland. And he called me and he had been calling me for two years saying, please come to Atlanta and take this job. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I can't, I don't want to move. I was working at that healthcare company. Okay. But then some things changed there, and it was sort of the perfect timing. My my oldest son had not started high school yet, and I and I said, okay, it's just it's a good time to to try something new. Atlanta's a great market for software, so I went there, and I was there nine years before I came here to Clemson. So, wow, um, yeah. So it just it cool. really wasn't something I planned out. It was. Mm-hmm. The only thing I sort of made as my goal is I want to be challenged and be working on interesting things and with with people I like working with. Because you want to go to work every day and like the people. You spend more time with the people at work than you do your family. And you have yeah. to think about that. You know, if you don't like them, <laughs> you're not having fun, you probably <laughs> need to think about doing something else. <laughs> When you were talking about your work and kind of how you want to enjoy the different people that you work with, do you still keep in touch with anyone from your past jobs? All of yeah, absolutely. Wow. So oh, my, cool. my first, my job up in Maryland, so that was my second job where I said was sort of a real high growth company. So that's the guy who hired me in Atlanta. I had three people who worked for me there that moved to Charlotte with me and worked for me in Charlotte and worked in two different places for me in Charlotte because I changed jobs there. Then when I moved to Atlanta, they came to Atlanta too. So wow. um, I just have kind of, I, I mean, I, I, it was really fortunate and they're great people and they're all, yeah. you know, they've done great. I have, um, I, you know, I, I try to keep in touch. I actually had one of my um, coworkers call me today and just ask some advice on stuff. So 
Uh, I really, you know, I've I've always liked mentoring and coaching and that's a big part of what I enjoyed as a, as a leader. And, um, there, you know, there's going to, there's so many great people I worked with and I I just like to keep in touch with them. It's hard though. It's, it was definitely Mm -hmm. hard to do it once you get really, really busy. I'm sure you all have the same, like when your friends went (laughs) off to different colleges, just trying to keep in touch with them. So it's the same thing. And when, certainly when I had my kids were younger, it was, you know, your life is crazy and you're just trying to keep, keep up with everything. But those connections, if, when you find good people to work with that you enjoy working with, you, you want to keep working with them. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, there was people I've worked with pretty much my entire career. I mean, the guy I worked with, um, who hired me in Atlanta, his daughter went with me on a trip to the Caribbean to watch my son's. And oh so just, she's, uh, I've watched her grow up. She now has her own children and oh, wow. yeah, it's sort wow. of like a family. I just, I yeah. kind of felt yeah. like that, that company and those people, my first, my second company was sort of like a family and I've kept in touch with all of them. So a lot of those people, not all of them, but a lot. That's amazing. I love that. Yeah. And that's something as college students, I mean, I know now people our age are usually you know when they're especially like when they're looking for internships or trying to look for like bigger companies or like who's going to pay them the most or who has the most benefits or whatever when usually that's just not what you really want to look for or I know a lot of people that will just take the first offer that they get because they don't they can't even believe especially girls like they can't even (laughs) believe that they got an offer um rather than like looking at things I do I think my dad is the same thing as your dad too like the company I'm working for right now he's like oh you can grow up in that area and you can work for them and yeah and I was like wait okay I mean (laughs) they're great but I gotta see what's out there yeah yeah Yeah, it is I mean yeah you definitely you know if you're enjoying it though and you like the people there's no there's no reason and I had two job offers for my first job and I literally, just like you said, I took the one that had more money. That was the only, <laughs> right. I didn't know, I really didn't know what I was, you know, going to do. And, and, but I got married right out of college too. So, um, I had, I was needing to move to the DC area because that's where my husband worked. He was okay. in, in politics and journalism. So he's a, he's oh, a journalist. Cool. So he, we went up to the DC area and I had two offers, and I took the one with more money. I was I, all I cared about at the time. I mean, I just wanted to make sure we had money. So yeah. uh, you can have when you when you get past that first couple jobs when you've kind of established yourself, you have a little bit more. You can be a little pickier, and you know, make sure mm-hmm. some of those other things that you're looking for there. And 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 you know, there's no rush. You can you can find those yeah. things over time. So. Yeah. And you learn so many different things from each experience. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Even, even if you're at the same company, like even changing your project or what your like field is um, right. can have a huge impact. Yeah. In fact, you know, people definitely will, you know, go into consulting companies like a Capgemini or Deloitte. If they, they'll get to work on a lot of different projects. And that's, right. some people love that. They just love, they don't want to be stuck on the same thing. If you go to a product yeah. company, you'll tend to work on a product for a long time, and some people may get bored of that. So it just depends on what you, you know, you're interested in doing. Right. Yeah. So 
kind of switching gear to the more education side. Uh-huh. Uh, just out of curiosity, I know for me and Rebecca, we'll walk into a computer science class and won't see a lot of girls, but that's just something that we're used to. Yeah. So what is it like being a female professor in a male-dominated industry? Do you get that same feeling when you're teaching a class? Well, I do get the, the, the classrooms, definitely, I see that. I see mm-hmm. that mix. I mean, there's more women, though, than when I was in school. I mean, there was, it was, it was very small number of women. So I'm very encouraged that I see, you know, maybe 10%, 15, 20% women in the classes. And actually, like I mentioned earlier, you know, I was really excited that Dr. Apon was the director of the department. And there are quite a few women professors in this department, which is there's a good bit. Yes. Yeah. So I was encouraged to see that too. I thought that was really rare and, and great. So from that perspective, I don't, you know, I'm so used to being the only woman in the room in a lot of the meetings I was in, because not only in computer science are there very few women, and when you get in leadership roles, there's even fewer women. Yeah. And so I'm just pretty used to it and didn't, um, I just, you know, I, I, you can sometimes take, use that to your advantage because you do look different than everybody else in the room. So you come in and you're already made an impression before you come in. Um, like, you, you know, you're not the, you know, the same as everyone else. So yeah, um, it, it's not something that I've really let, you know, bother me. Um, and, you know, I, I really tried to, um, I, I mean, I, I again, I, I connect a lot with the, the people in, in the uh mm-hmm in the workplace and um but I did I did make extra effort for for women that worked in my teams you know I would reach out to them and try to be um somebody they could look up to and somebody they could talk to if they had any issues or anything because I you know there are so few a mentor of us. <laughs> yes yeah. exactly yes a mentor yeah, exactly <laughs> yes <laughs> I mean I always, uh, I always pick out those leaders, and I'm like, "Hi, I'm taking you as my mentor now." <laughs> nice. to That's good. Your ways. <laughs> great, great. Oh has has becoming a professor changed your perspective of the tech industry at all? Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's changed. I definitely think, I, I mean, it, you know, it's nice to be at a bit of a different pace <laughs> than I was in the <laughs> tech industry. Um, I don't think it's changed my perspective um, of the tech industry. And, you know, I, I think it's, um, it's, you know, it, it, what I really like about it is I have been so in the, in, you know, just in a lot of um, critical, you know, just critical situations where I'm, I'm having to manage customers or manage teams that I didn't really get to take pause and take time and like learn a new technology or sit down and work mm-hmm. on something. And I kind of forgot how much I like doing that. So that's been really cool to, yeah. you know, do more hands-on things than I've done in a, in a while. So that's really right. fun. And I, that is something I probably would recommend to a lot of people is try to find the time to stay kind of hands-on and fresh in the technology because, you know, you can get sort of bogged down in the day to day and forget about that stuff. So, um, but I don't, you know, I don't think I've really changed my, my, my thoughts on industry. It had, I certainly, you know, have not thought like, Oh, I want to go back. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's good. We haven't scared you away. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) 
Um, so I guess that was going to be our next question. What advice you have for your younger self or even us college students between like grad school, going into industry or just advice in general? Yeah. And I have a, I've mentioned this in classes before. I do have um, a 23 year old son who graduated oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. from uh, Georgia Tech with a computer science degree. So um I tell him that my class takes my advice better than he does, but (laughs) (laughs) no one listens to their mother, right? Um, So, so I, uh, I would say, you know, if you're really um, not sure, I would go to, I would get into industry and experience it um, Mm -hmm. because you know, it gives you just, it really gives you a good, you know, opportunity to see what you like and don't like and, um, make some money. And sometimes like in my situation, when I started working and then I really wanted to go back to school, my company paid for me to go back to school. And so I, you know, I didn't even have to pay for that graduate degree. Um, it was, it was a bit brutal. It took me four (laughs) years, four and a half years because I did it at night. You know, versus a so you were working like full time, full time. Oh my goodness! Wow. Yeah, and this is before online. There was no smartphones. I mean, I had to go into the classroom to take the classes. Did you sleep? (laughs) Probably not enough. And I love sleep. I did it before I had children, though. I told my husband, "We're not having any children until I get this degree because I I can only go." Yeah. So. So it was, um, yeah, it was, it was definitely tough, but at the same time, getting it paid for was nice. And, you know, I just, I actually think it made it, it was, it was good to be working and going into the class and having real experience to sort of say, why am I learning this stuff, you know, and, and ask the right questions and be able to apply it to your day to day of what you're working on. So that was good. It's really yeah. good. So, but but for some people, you know, going immediately into getting your graduate degree, I I wouldn't say you shouldn't do that if you're really certain this is what you want to do. Um, mm-hmm. That you you know even if you want to go further and and get your PhD, if if you know that this is the area you want to work on. The other thing that's different today is there's a lot more specialization in computer science, so mm-hmm. you could that's focus true. on you know, the, the, um, UX side of things or security or, um, AI, and Mm -hmm. you may want to get in the workforce and kind of see what you like before you make that decision. And that might also influence where you go to school. You'll say, Hey, I want to, you know, really, this school is really focused on, um, AI and I want to go there. So, so that's why, you know, it's, it's, it's difficult. You know, I, I, when I think back, you know, of, of making that choice, it really did take me a little bit of time of work to say, I definitely want to go back to school because I felt I had Mm -hmm. gaps in knowledge. So, um, I don't think it's necessary though, but I will say it was necessary for me to have a master's degree to be able to come and do this role at Clemson. So that's another reason I'm really glad I have it. (laughs) So it paid off in the end. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. It's all worth it. Everything happens for a reason. Exactly. Exactly. So that was good. I mean, that's just so impressive. (laughs) I'm so impressed. Thank you. Me too. (laughs) I mean, I think that's about it we have for today. Thank you so much, Professor Taylor, for joining us. I mean, 
This, I think, was probably one of my favorite episodes to date. Oh, well, yes. I would come back again if you want to, you know, think of some new questions or chat I know, I feel more. like we've, we just, like, brushed the surface. Like, there's That's so much more we can talk yeah. about. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. I'd love to come back. I really enjoyed it. So thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. We loved having you. All right. Well, thanks so much for listening, everybody. Join us next time for another episode of Cash Chat. We post every other week. Follow us on our Instagram and don't forget to subscribe Spotify, Apple Podcasts and most other platforms and give us a good rating on Apple Podcasts.